our topic for this episode is about managing labor complaints. Take note that an employee has the right to file a labor complaint even if he or she does not have any basis. I repeat, even if an employee does not have any basis or grounds, he or she can file a labor complaint. Why do I say that? The process being observed at the, the Department of Labor and Employment, DOLE, or the National Labor Relations Commission, NLRC, is that any employee or previous employee who approaches their office or agency are provided, uh, an employee is provided with a form, a one-page form, stating therein that the employee is requesting for assistance, RFA, requesting for assistance with the concerned office to help him or her resolve a dispute with his or her employer. Let's say that an employee misunderstood or does not know the law or the labor law on overtime pay and he or she is a manager in his or her company. We all know that a manager is not entitled to overtime pay. That is very clearly stated in the labor code. However, if that same employee fills up that form requesting for assistance and stating therein that he his complaint is about overtime pay, he will simply provide for his personal details such as his complete name, his address, his position, his salary, and then there is a series of boxes to be checked depending on what he or she is trying to complain about. And in our case, that would be monetary claims, in particular overtime pay. The form will then end with the employee signing the form. Once that form is submitted to the office, it will not be assessed or filtered. There is no filtering that is going on. That's why a case will be opened with the DOLE or the NLRC and uh, it will call for a hearing by inviting the employer through a summons in what we call as a single entry approach or SENA hearing. So you have now a case, a, um, although it is not formally a labor complaint yet, 
but that is now a case an active case with the um, dolly or nlrc now once the representative of the company usually the hr attends the hearing and explain to the complainant that he or she is not entitled to overtime pay because he or she is a manager even with that explanation and even if you show the labor code that the that a manager is not entitled to overtime pay however the complainant does not believe it or does not agree with it the SENA officer or the hearing officer does not have any option but to terminate the proceedings take note that the hearing officer before the SENA level he or she does not have any authority to decide the case his or her main function or purpose is to facilitate a possibility of an amicable settlement between the employer and the complaining employee even if the employee is mistaken with his or her complaint and in our case if the complainant continues to insist that he or she is entitled to overtime pay and there is no possible settlement uh, with the case what will happen is that the hearing officer will terminate the case and issue the corresponding certification allowing the complainant to formally file a labor complaint and thus the case will be escalated and filed before the office of the labor arbiter once a case is filed before the labor arbiter that is now a formal labor complaint so with that background you now know that filing of a labor complaint does not have any filter or any process wherein the complaint will be assessed whether or not it is valid so in our case even if the complainant who is a manager is mistakenly believing that he is entitled to overtime pay even if he has no basis then he or she will still be allowed to file a labor complaint and um, before the labor arbiter there will be a mandatory conciliation mediation the rules provide that there should be at least two hearings to get the parties to settle the case what happens if there is no settlement that is reached within those two hearings the labor arbiter will require the parties to submit a position paper and thereafter a reply and uh, depending on the parties and the labor arbiter the parties may be allowed or required 
to submit a rejoinder. So, the case will be further evaluated by the labor arbiter and a decision will be rendered uh, on the case. Now, if you observe that procedure, you will learn that even if the labor code strictly provides that managers are not entitled to overtime pay, that does not stop a complainant who is a manager from filing a labor complaint. So, what does this tell us? In order to manage labor complaints, it should be done at the company level. Because if the labor complaints complaint already escalates and reaches the TOLE or NLRC, then it becomes a complaint whether there is no basis or not. And it will end up requiring the company to engage the services of a lawyer to file the position paper, reply, and eventually the rejoinder. So, uh, to manage labor complaints, these are some of the suggestions. First, it is important for a company to have a grievance machinery. Second, when a labor, when an issue involving labor is raised, then documentation should be observed and procedures should be taken uh, in order to address that problem. The third thing that you could do is to resolve the issue if it can be resolved and the fourth thing that can be done is that the company will have to prepare for a labor complaint if the issue is not resolved and the fifth thing that the company can do is to contact a lawyer the soonest um, before the complaint further escalates so let's discuss each of the suggestions. For the first suggestion, having a grievance machinery is highly recommended. What is a grievance machinery? Um, the grievance machinery is just a technical term under the labor code, which uh, is a description or basically describes that there should be a system in place for hearing out complaints by the employee. Under the labor code, a, an establishment or a company that's, that has no union, no, no labor union, it is not required to have a grievance machinery. It is only companies which have labor unions that are required to have a grievance machinery. In fact, it is part and it should be included in a collective bargaining agreement between a company and the um, authorized bargaining agent or the labor union uh, representing the employees. 
In companies that have no unions, it is still recommended to have a grievance machinery. Perhaps a simple policy or procedure showing how uh, an employee may raise a labor concern with the HR. Uh, it could be in the form of um, approaching the HR and then writing up the corresponding report regarding that uh, problem or via sending of an email or um, other similar ways of um, calling the attention of the human resources department regarding the uh, problem. Then the HR will go through the procedure uh, of investigating the matter, calling the necessary employees for their uh, inputs and possibly the management as well, and then taking the side or taking the complaints or arguments by the complaining employee into consideration in order to address them where possible. Now, um, for the second suggestion, document documentation is very important because it is possible that the labor issue that has been raised cannot be resolved at the company level for many reasons. Um, it is possible that you have a very difficult employee. Like in our case, you have a manager who does not understand or does not want to accept that he or she is not entitled to overtime pay based on the labor code. So if you end up with a case wherein there is no possible resolution because the complaining employee is uh, on a wrong assumption, then your best recourse is to document the issues uh, through memos, incident reports, minutes, and the like. And then ensure that the procedures were taken um, in trying to resolve the case. This documentation will be very relevant or important in the event of a, an actual formal labor complaint later on. The third suggestion on resolving the issue, as mentioned, if you can resolve it, uh, all well and good. Like for instance, if a rank-and-file employee complains that he or she has not been paid the corresponding holiday pay and after investigation it is indeed verified that the rank-and-file employee was not paid his or her holiday pay then simply resolve the matter to avoid the case being uh, escalated it's just a simple perhaps it was just oversight or there was just a technical glitch as to why he or she did not receive his overtime pay, such as a malfunction in the payroll system. The fourth suggestion is to prepare for labor complaint. As mentioned, you will encounter cases where there is no resolution. 
it could be for many reasons it could be that the complaining employee uh, aside from not wanting to accept what is stated in the law it's also possible that you have an employee that has a an attitude problem or a character flaw there's not really much you can do about it i mean if it's already a trait it's something innate to that uh, particular employee good luck trying to change that particular employee's behavior or character so you could expect that eventually um, there is a possibility that that difficult employee might file a labor complaint so you have to prepare yourself against that and how do you prepare yourself you ensure that you have the necessary documentation to defend the company if and when the that labor complaint happens the fifth and last uh, suggestion is to contact a lawyer the soonest the problem that i see in practice is that most of the time about 95 percent of the time a company uh, engages a lawyer when the case is already at the icu at the intensive care unit or the case is already on a 50 50 uh, case meaning there's really not much that can be done already because uh, damage has been done already or it or there is not much that the lawyer can do but um, lessen the damage damage that, that has been done my point is if the lawyer is involved at the early stage then it is highly likely and very um, it's a very high probability that the lab- that the labor complaint might be avoided or a particular issue or case may be prevented from escalation i've seen a lot in practice wherein the problem is actually very small and could have been resolved at the company level however uh, for unknown reasons perhaps there there is some misunderstanding on the part of the management particularly as to what extent as to what the the extent of management prerogative is about and in other cases the management might have not considered uh, the pros and cons particularly the costs and expenses related to a labor complaint um, the case could have simply been resolved by a few um, uh, amounts say let's say uh, if it's, it involves monetary claims um, there are situations where you can uh, resolve it and it only involves a small amount then that could have been done so that uh, a labor complaint could have been avoided uh, eventually so there the best way to manage a labor complaint is to resolve it at the company level by installing systems procedures and documentation as well as um, contacting a lawyer uh, the soonest 
in order to minimize the problem. Hi, I'm Attorney Jake Dalberto. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you have any feedback, feel free to send us an email via info at laborlaw.ph. Disclaimer. All information herein are for general information only. These should not be considered as professional advice or legal opinion. Please consult with a professional for your specific concerns. If comments are made, they are the opinion of the speaker only. These do not reflect any organization that he may be connected or affiliated with.